Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Today we're in Genesis 25, but before we go there, let's open up with prayer. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for all that you've done. You are the creator of everything, and I'm so grateful that I can beco- I can come before you. That I can come and talk to you, seek out your wisdom, seek out your grace and mercy, and seek out your help in living for you and living today. So Lord, today I just lift up the day, I lift up the things I do and, and all that is there, and I just pray for your guidance, I pray for your help in living for you. As we read these words, I just pray, Holy Spirit, for you to guide us, help us to know the message, understand the words, and may it be you speaking to us and not me. So I thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So it's interesting. Again, here we have um, very critical or important events happening in Genesis, and neither Tozer nor Spurgeon write on it. And candidly, the other um, commentaries that I use <clears throat> really don't shed, I mean, they shed some light, but it's uh, it's just not, there's not a lot to be said about it. And yet there are some significant events occurring. One is going to be the death of Abraham, and then there will be the discussions between, um, about Isaac's sons as they they are born. So anyways, let's move on. Let's start reading verse 1. Abraham had taken another wife whose name was Keturah. She bore him Zimran, Koshekamah, Medan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shua. Jokshan was father of Sheba and Dedan. The descendants of Dedan were Asherites, the Lushuits, and the Lumanites. The sons of Midian were Ephah, Epher, Hanuk, Abida and Eldah. All these were descendants of Keturah. So the reason this is pretty important is A, it shows that Abraham had additional sons. And it also shows um, some of these are spoken about later in, in Isaiah and then also in the New Testament. And really what it shows is that Abraham really did become the father of many nations. And that there were other children that he had. So verse 5, Abraham left everything he owned to Isaac. But while he was still living, he gave gifts to the sons of his concubines and sent them away from his son Isaac to the land of the east. <clears throat> so Abraham had had these kids and left them or gave them while he was still alive. Gifts and wealth and helped them go and get started on a, on a new life. But he still left everything to Isaac, his son through Sarah. It was it's estimated that Abraham and Keturah were married about thirty eight years, thirty five to thirty eight years, when he died. Abraham lived a hundred and seventy five years. Then Abraham breathed his last, and died at a good old age, an old man and full of years, and he was gathered to his people. His son Isaac and Ishmael buried him, in the cave of Machpelah near Mamer, in the field of Ephron, son of Zohar the Hittite, the field Abraham had bought from the Hittites. There Abraham was buried with his wife Sarah. 
After Abraham's death, God blessed his son, Isaac, who then lived near Beer Lahai Roy. So now we see another account of Abraham's kids and the offspring from them. This is the account of the family line of Abraham's son Ishmael, whom Sarah's, Sarah's slave Hagar, the Egyptian, bore to Abraham. These are the names of the sons of Ishmael listed in the order of their birth. Neboeth, the firstborn of Ishmael, Kedar, Adbeel, Mibsen, Mishma, Duma, Masa, Hadatema, Juter, Naphish, and Kedemah. These were the sons of Ishmael, and these are the names of the twelve tribal rulers, according to their settlement camps. Ishmael lived a hundred and thirty-seven years. He breathed his last and died, and he was gathered to his people. His descendants settled in the area from Havilah to Shur, near the eastern border of Egypt, as you go towards Asher. And they lived in hostility toward all the tribes related to them. So there was always conflict going on. But again... Here's an, another example of God keeping his promise to Abraham that his children would number and would create numerous, numerous nations. Jacob and Esau. This is the account of the family line of Abraham's son, Isaac. Abraham became the father of Isaac, and Isaac was 40 years old when he married Rebekah, daughter of Bethuel, the Ar- Aramean from Padam Aram and sister of Laban, the Aramean. Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was childless. It's estimated that they were married for about 20 years before they had, before she got pregnant. And Isaac continued to pray. He didn't take another wife. He didn't take and get someone else pregnant like, like Abraham did. Instead, he stuck with his wife, was faithful, in the, and understood that God had made promises that through him, just like Abraham, the, there would be many nations that would be created through him. So he stayed faithful and just continued to pray. And just like Sarah, she was barren for a long time. And then the Lord answered, answered his prayer and his wife Rebecca became pregnant. The babies jostled each other within, within her and she said, why is this happening to me? So she went to inquire of the Lord. So one of the, if you read the actual uh, interpretation of the Hebrew, it's the, that they were smashing against each other. So it was quite an adventurous and violent um, pregnancy. And remember that Rebecca wasn't some you know weakling. She had gone out and was carrying water and watered the camels for it would take approximately the estimate about two hours to just water the camels at one day. She wasn't some shy you know, wilting flower. She was very much a go-getter and out there. The Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb and two peoples from from within you will be separated. The, uh, The one people will be stronger than the other and the older will serve the younger. So here it's, they're conflicting with each other. And now on top of it, you're going to reverse what the standard approach is. The, the firstborn, is usually the one who dominates and is served by the younger kids. Well, in this case, it's going to be reversed. And God actually does this a lot throughout history and throughout the examples that happened with all through the Old Testament and then also into the New. When the time came for her to give birth, there were twin boys in her womb. The first to come out was red, and his whole body was like a hairy garment. 
So they named him Esau. After this, his brother came out with his hand grasping Esau's heel. So he was named Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when Rebekah gave birth to them. The boys grew up and Esau became a skillful, skillful hunter, a man of the open country, while Jacob was content to stay at home among the tents. Isaac had a taste for wild game. I'm sorry. Isaac, who had a taste for wild game, loved Esau, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Once when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau came, came in from the open country, famished. He said to Jacob, quick, let me have some stew, that, some of that red stew. I'm famished. That is why they also called him Edom. Jacob replied, first, sell me your birthright. So here you have two totally different people. One is just living in the moment, living for his passions and his desires. And then the other one is a lot more scheming. And he's trying to make sure that he gets something. So he's scheming and he says, first, sell me your birthright. And Esau's like, look, I'm about to die. Esau said, what good is the birthright to me? But Jacob said, swear to me first. So he swore an oath to him, selling his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and some lentil stew. He ate and drank and then got up and left. So Esau despised his birthright. So he just gave in to his whims and his desires and didn't even consider the impact of it. But, you know, it's how it was meant to be. And with that, I'm just going to go and close us with a word of prayer. Father, I lift up this time. I lift up this reading and I'm grateful for it. I just pray that it would go out and be fruitful. I pray that you would open our hearts and minds and help us understand what it really means to us and what we should take from it and learn. I pray for today that we would put you first and that we would live for you and that you'd be honored and glorified by all that we say, do, and that how we behave and what our thoughts are. Father, thank you. I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.